Petersfield's Shine Radio. This is Talking Books, presented by Susie Wilde and Tim O'Kelly. I'm Susie Wilde, back from the Chimera Festival in Edinburgh. And I'm Tim O'Kelly of One Tree Books. Excellent. Well, Tim, as you know, we don't have a guest this month, but I thought that gives us a chance to chat about our reading. Brilliant. Well, let's start with what you've been reading, Susie. OK, well, mostly I've been carrying on reading recent children's and YA books, um, from picture books upwards. Um And one that I actually was recommended by, you know, I've talked about my Zoom writing group that began in COVID. They recommended this to me, Tiger by SF Side. Um, I don't know if you... you I have come across it. I haven't haven't actually read it. Right. But I know it's had some... It has some terrific coverage. It has had great reviews. I'd like to hugely mention that the illustrations are by Dave McKean, who's a graphic filmmaker as well, and I absolutely adore them. They're proper illustrations, and I think it's one of the best covers of the year. Um, It's um, a tiger's face, basically, with... I'm showing Tim now, um, and if you say good radio, I'll kill you. Um, but the eye has got sort of like a magical shine of purpleness in it, so you know yeah. it's a mystical sort well, of Well, it's, really clo- it's a really close-up of half a tiger's face, so it's Very kind close. of... So we do a lot of description. This is good radio. It's descriptive. Well, it is, yes. it is. And it's also <laughs> tiger with a Y, which is, of course... No, past the William Blake poem. Ah, yeah, Tiger, so, Tiger, Burning Bright. Tiger, Tiger, Burning Bright in the Forest of the Night. Um, what that really has to do with this, I don't know. It slightly put me off, to be honest. Right. Uh, when I it's first got Blakeian themes. Well, or is well it? kind of. Um, there is a lamb in it as well. But honestly, you don't really don't need to know anything about Blake whatsoever to enjoy it. The one thing I would say about it is I felt it was slightly over-egging the fact that everybody who's remotely racially diverse is good and everybody who's vaguely white is bad. And I know there is restorative justice to be had because God knows it's been vice versa for a long, long time. But if you happen to be a seven-year-old white child at the moment, I don't think you'd be able to take the long view. And I think you, you know... I don't think two wrongs make a right. Just yeah, there's saying. Plenty, there's plenty of plenty of good writing around anyway. But but so SF side. Anything, anything about SF side? Is it is male, I, female? I honestly don't know. I've literally just come to it. But I've got to say, this is an honourable exception to that anyway, because it's a rattling good story. And I'm just going to say about the illustrations that carefully SF side has got um, one of the main protagonists is. Um, Uh, a a black girl but a bespectacled black girl and in none of the illustrations is she actually wearing glasses which I thought was a bit of a missed opportunity so (laughs) that's that's all I'd say about that but I was coming on to talk about Lissa Evans who as you know has been one of our guests here indeed he's brilliant and one of her things at the moment is um She's very much worried, and I said to her that I was a bit worried that that children's books are becoming almost as didactic 
even if you agree with the didacticism, um, but they're aimed more at the adults who might be reading them than the children. But it hasn't children's books always been didactic? I mean, they've. I mean, it, it, it's, I don't know, it's something that's, uh, in fact... A lot of literature, full stop, is, I think. The um, worst ones are. Yeah. And Victorians were the worst for that because they were all morality tales, by and large. Yeah. But the ones that have lasted, like Nisbet and people like that, um, are the ones that actually wrote rattling good stories. And one of the things that she had, Lissa had on Twitter, was an example of where as soon as you start saying to a child, isn't this a lovely story? You know, that actually isn't, that the child would probably bored to tears and it's adult selling to adults and so on but i've given you an example there tim could you read it of sure. one that she picked out as a, so a current picture on the back of, of one of the books it says uh, my dad has a shadow that's blue as a berry my mum's is as pink as a blossoming cherry <laughs> there's only those choices a two or a one but mine is quite different it's both and it's none a heartwarming and inspiring book about being true to yourself by best-selling children's book creator. Book creator, again, what does that mean? Is that, is that writer or illustrator or both? Perhaps it's, that's what Perhaps it means. Perhaps it's both. Scott Stewart. This story considers gender beyond binary in a vibrant spectrum of colour. So, so and Lisa says, this is the blurb on the back of a picture book grabbed at the library by a three-year-old girl. There are, according to this, only two role models in life, a blue dad and a pink mum. And on she goes. So I think, in a way, we've, we've strangely gone back. I think we've gone backwards. That's all I'm saying. But hurrah for some of the really good ones, which I will go on and talk about in my section. Um, what we, else have you been reading, though? Well, hugely, these I've brought these two in as well. I've been mainlining Philip Womack. Right. Um, his book was praised, Ghost, Ghost Lord, um, in The Guardian. They okay. said it was akin to Alan Garner, which, of course, is my ears so pick you got, up. You've got two there, so it's got Womack and Womack. Because um, this so is a sequel. Some of you might not get, that, get the reference, the musical, musical reference there from... Oh, was from it? The, yeah, sorry. Yeah, carry on, right, carry on, I sorry. missed that completely. <laughs> Our producer, Mr Wilde, might know. No, lost okay. on Philip. Right. Uh, Philip. Richard as well. Philip Womack... That's the sequel, Ghost Lord. Right. And so they said, you need to read Wild Lord first. Good. Really. Did you enjoy it? So I loved it. And again, another notable um, example of, you know, it's a really, really rattling good story. And it's, it's middle grade. Is it sort of aimed at... Well, this is something com- I'll talk about when I come readers, on or to, is it, uh, to do. I, okay. I, think, I think you'd have to be a very accelerated reader. I, I, so more of a young, of young adult, early teen Very kind of much, I would think, mid-teens, okay, mid to late okay. teens. Right. And how about so, you? Well, I've, I've been struggling through, I say struggling through, I've been reading Treacle Walker by Alan Garner, and I've read it... Twice, mainly three, mainly, probably Walker. mainly th- three times. Treacle Walker. Treacle Walker, like well, John Walker. It's, it's uh, not... You see, but is it, you see? Because no. treacle refers to... Is, does treacle refer to the me- a medicine man? Is he a treacle walker? Does he take medicine to around? Alan himself is most particular. That oh, he is he? Is, yes. But it's not his book anymore. It's out there. Oh, it's it's everybody's book. It's true. So it's the authors Here who say, go. well, this is what I meant. <laughs> that may mean what you meant, but yes. what I've Tough. read into it is quite different. It's my no, book club. So there's lots of there's lots of stuff in this book. It's, it's a... It's a it does really repay reading many times, and um, and you can because it's so short. It's very short, exactly. So you, you can read it in a, in a, in an hour or so. 
Um, uh, but you spend a lot more time thinking about what he's actually what he's actually talking about. So that which makes life very interesting, really. Brilliant. Have you have you read it? Haven't you? Have you? Oh yeah, yeah. Yes, as soon yeah. as it came out, in fact, maybe even slightly ahead of that. Right. Being... And how many times? Just the once, or no? You... No, just no? the once. Just I the once. found that I was able to take oh, you it in take because it all I'm in, a genius. You're so brilliant. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> so I was reading. I was reading a, a review somewhere because I would. would we well, by the time this goes out, will have been done for um, for my book club here in the shop, and uh, it suddenly said something about some as- aspect of the story. I thought. Blimey, I'd completely missed that. So I went went back and sure enough, there it is. And it was there, just hidden slightly in the text. Did you look at that little film that I sent? I did. The Blackton yeah, Trust. Yeah, I think yeah. it's wonderful. Very interesting. To, uh, um, with the, the, actually the, chimney, the chimney house. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, so I think when, when we talked about it before, I mentioned um, that my editor, Liz, is his daughter. And so she was there interviewing him in the film. And they were sitting in the whole sort of chimney breast. I mean, it, it's even bigger than an ingle nook, isn't it? It's, yes, it's, it's colossal. Of, it's like it's another room, room. A chimney room. Yeah. Uh, it uh, so the book is just to, for those who haven't read it. It's a, a brief a brief summary of the book, which is pretty hard to do. Uh, a boy, a small boy, Joe Kopok is um, he's recovering from um, from some kind of he's a bit poorly anyway, and um, he's got one eye under under an eye patch that is that he's trying to sort of try to sort out his sight a bit. Um, this rag and moan man comes to the door and so begins a kind of slightly magical, fantastical mm. adventure. Well, is he uh, allu- hallucinating or is it Is he real? seeing it or yeah. what's going on? Um, which involves a bog man, uh, a rag and bone man and a comic that comes to life. So lots going on in the book. And But what's what's it all about? I mean, I've read, read in different places that it's all about time. Other places that it's all about a mythological Britain. And other places that it's... Uh, that it's just a it's a children's story. I've even heard some Ooh. people say that well, perhaps he's perhaps he's suffering from dementia and it's gone. It's it's that's <laughs> well, why it's he so, that's why it's so weird. Alan Garner. Yeah. Um, so you know, it's all sorts of all sorts of. Um, well, I think it's talk wonderful that he's because he was was he shortlisted or longlisted for the book? He was shortlisted. Shortlisted. For the book, okay? It was the shortest so. book the shortest by the book. oldest writer. And that he should have his breakthrough novel, aged eighty-seven. I yeah. thought it was wonderful. Well, and why not? We all need a we all need a break. Right, go on. <laughs> what else? So I've also um, read *The Wren, The Wren* by Anne Enright, and I don't know if you if you know Anne Enright. I think she's an absolutely fantastic writer. She wrote *The Green Road*, um, maybe maybe ten years ago. Irish uh, writer. Irish writer. University of East Anglia. I don't know where. I think uh, Trinity College Dublin, actually. I think okay. she's from. But she starts off um, what what she did in the Green Road. And what she does in this book, she starts off telling a story, and you think this book is all about that story, but actually, it's all about all the characters that are involved. So she goes into all the characters and t- takes you into all their backstories. Um, and I think she's a she's a, she has the structure of her writing is really interesting, and she tells she always tells a great story. Um, and it's beautiful prose. It's beautifully written. It's intriguing. It's thought provoking, um, and, and quite odd to be honest at times. But I, but I, I think find her very difficult. I um, the the third book I've been uh, I'm just actually reading at the moment is um, I want to talk about is the Three Graces by Amanda Craig. Um, now I always enjoy her novels. She's got she's got a she's really strong narrative uh, structure to her books. Um, this is set in Italy, also my my favourite yes. place. Um, which I've just got back from, uh, and uh, it is it is a it, it's I don't know what's what's going to happen with this novel, but I'm I'm enjoying it so far. I'm only fifty pages in. Oh, excellent! And um, I really I really like that. her writing. I look forward to that. 
she's got a, a bit of a reputation locally uh, because she was she was at Beedale School and she didn't enjoy it. She and she wrote she's often written in the press nasty things about it. So there's quite a few people locally are, are less keen on her. But I think she's got she's for all her whatever she says in, in as a journalist. I think she's a very good novel writer. We should get her down. We should interview her, Tim. Yeah. My Beedale's connections. <laughs> Good. That would be wonderful. So, Susie, what's Chimera? What, what's going on there? Well, you know it's a fantastical beast, of course. Well, yeah. I, 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 two, is it a two-pronged beast or something? Mm-hmm. Or is that a Chimera? Is that a ch- chimera is a problem which has got two bits, isn't or it? Or is it the Griffin Lion? I, I honestly don't know. Well, let's, we... But anyway, it's a fantastical <laughs> beast. And it's a fantastical... Um, a festival of fantasy or everything fantastical including people coming over from America which I thought was pretty damn good and it's run um, by the people that do Shoreline of Infinity magazine which I wanted to win this year's British Fantasy Award thing it's wonderful and it's so well organised and it's so friendly where was it was it online so no it was it was also online so my panel event which I'll talk to you about in a minute was live streamed and you can still catch hold of that too um and um but the rest of it was live in the pleasance theater edinburgh where i had last been i realized 30 years ago goodness i know that's horrendous but anyway <laughs> it is lovely so it was a ray from the grave richard and i stayed on the meadows in the university section across the road from uh, marchmont where inspector rebus lives Right. And walks his dog on the meadows, so we see all things literary. Our love very of crime, good. very good. Um, but what was fantastic was um, I don't know who organised the actual panel event, but it was really lovely. There was an Indian author, Sonali Misra, who was actually interviewing uh, three of us. Um, it was called "It's Grim Up Norse," and um, it was. Nice, uh, I like it. T- you'd love, <laughs> I knew you'd love a pun. Tilda called Holt whose epic Viking fantasy series, The Han Gog Trilogy, um, is written by her. Um, Danish by birth, she speaks fluent Korean, French and English. So, we, you know, Shauna and I felt really... Um, Jeepers. Yeah. Whatever. Um, and she sails Viking longships in the summer and lives at the moment in southern France. So there's nothing she doesn't know about the Vikings. Um, Shauna Lawless um, is actually Irish and she's been all over Twitter for ages talking about Irish mythology and so on. She is really knowledgeable. And in her debut, um, The Children of Gods and Fighting Men, which I really enjoyed, Um, which is a historical fantasy series. She intertwines Irish mythology with real-life history because she wanted to reclaim the Irish from this notion that they're all just potato-eating... So it's very much much at your street with with that sort of 10th century Ireland kind of concept. Yeah, yeah, Yeah. to the point that I would have been too afraid to have read their books ahead of finishing the trilogy because we're, we're almost too close and I wouldn't want to have it in my head. But she... Well, you'll know this. One of the things we hate as authors is being pigeonholed. And Sonali was saying, look, come on, what are your books? Because everybody likes to categorise to the nth degree. Yeah, no, it's, I mean, it's, you're absolutely right. It's the thing about, certainly in, in books, a book site, let's do it, have to do it the whole time, because where do you put a book? You know, should, did, should it go in fantasy, science fiction, historical fiction, 
just a straightforward literary novel, young adult, whatever it, whatever it might be. So it's 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 we like to pigeonhole stuff. Although at the same time, we we like not to because that's it's it's a kind of it's a kind of tension there because a book, um, for example, a book that you you might think, oh well, that's definitely a children's book. Oh no, it's not actually. That is appealed just as much to adults as it does to children, or that appeals to. Uh, a ten-year-old? No, it appeals to a fourteen-year-old or a eight-year-old. So there's, there is, it, we 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 pigeonhole things at our peril. But I think that's the joy of an independent bookseller. You'll actually tailor recommendations to your customers when they're regular. Yeah. You absolutely know what their tastes are. I think that's right. I think it, it's 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 yeah, it's, it's about a, a book is right for a person. It's not right for an age range or a, or a gender or anything really particularly. Yeah. So, yeah, so what I loved, she had a Twitter poll for her category, um, and the one that won, the term that won was mythorical. So it's a combination of historical and myth, so I'm, I'm going to use mythorical. So what have we got to look out for, Tim? Right, well... I start with I picked a I picked a new hardback by a friend of the show Kate Moss oh. um, called the Ghost Ship. I haven't I haven't read it yet, um, but it's it's connected to a City of Tears, uh, a previous book, and it's got pirates and and uh, a, a pirate captain who's a woman who uh, has an affair with another woman. Well, there you are. It's, it's there's lots going on here, uh, and uh, so yeah, that's going to be it's going to that's going to be interesting stuff. Um, we've got. Lots of books just out in paperback. So, do you remember *The Miniaturist* by Jesse Burton? Oh yes, that one. It's just there's a sequel to that called *House of Fortune*. Um, Is it good? As good? Well, it, it's I haven't read it yet. Okay. Um, it, it's set in 18th century Amsterdam. So the the, the miniaturist was was at the end of the 17th century, and, and at the end of that, a child was born. And this is that child growing up. Oh, so, okay, so, so it's, it is a real sort of so much a sequel. And all the Broken Places by John Boyne, which is it's not really a sequel. It's more of a companion volume to his perhaps his best-selling book, which is The Boy in the Striped Pajamas, which ah. uh, again is one of those crossover books that that features a child and and is on lots of um, young people's reading lists and it's, school it's a bit of a classic text. school text. Uh, but yet it's also an adult book, really, because it deals with very, very dark themes. Um, and uh, this is, again, <laughs> it features, a, it features a, an adult, this book, but maybe it's to be read by children, who knows. But um, <laughs> this time it's about Gretel, the sister of the, of the key protagonist at, at the conclusion um, of The Boy in the Striped Pyjamas. So, uh, without giving too much away, for those who haven't read it, it is, it's, this is a contemporary novel, um, but it goes back... To her early history and the, and the story of, of how uh, of how the the, um, the striped pajamas came about. So that's that's a paper in coming out in paperback next very shortly. The love of my life um, by Rosie Walsh. Oh. Now we 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 both read this when when it came out. It's a it's a kind of thriller slash love story. Again, it's quite hard to pigeonhole. Well, it's uh, Emma is a. The, the protagonist is a well-known academic and media star, and her husband is an obituary writer. And because she's been very ill, um, he's, um, in that unsentimental way of, of, of journalists, been commissioned to look into her obituary. Uh, um, but, of course, as he starts to investigate her life, he, he realises he doesn't know her at all. And actually, all sorts of strange stuff starts coming out. 
And so there's this mystery at the heart of the story, but it's also a kind of love story as well. So yeah, um, I really enjoyed it. I, you know, yeah, I've forgotten it. It's interesting, isn't it? Yeah. I couldn't quite place yeah. it. Um, another book just coming out in paperback is is Alan Rickman's Diaries called oh. Madly Deeply, um, which is which was quite surprising, I think, and and a very um, what's the word candid, I think, um, mm. uh, uh, and entertaining as well. And one last one I wanted to mention is called Just One Thing by Michael Mosley. Now, you may know him from his radio programmes and, and podcasts. Oh, Dr Michael on, Do- on that's right, BBC Dr. Michael Mosley. Radio 4. A bit like us, really, radio and, and podcast. Very like. Um, uh, it's basically about how to improve your health um, through diet, fitness and general well-being. Um, and it's what he suggests is that actually it's surprisingly easy to do that with just, just, one, just small little tweaks to your life. I heard the what I heard two actually one about sleep and the other about sugar. Oh right, and it was okay. really interesting. And you're right, just tiny, tiny little yeah. life hacks makes yeah. a big difference. Brilliant, Tim. That's a good a good range. Thank you. So. Tim, I'm reading, as I've said, from Wild Lord by Philip Womack, which is, the blurb says, something is menacing Mundham Farm. Does it come from outside or within? Who or what are the Samdia, the supernatural people described in the old handwritten diaries Tom finds in his uncle's house? Blah, blah. Um, Ancient sorcery and wild magic clash in this thrilling tale, says Catherine Langridge. Um, I'm going to actually start with the diary entry. Each chapter begins with a little extract from the diary of Margaret Ravenswood, who is a vicar's daughter. So it begins the 16th of April, 1846. They have many names for themselves. Sometimes they are the storm, sometimes the deep. When the wild lord rides, they are the wild mark. So that's quite resonant. And we've already talked about the fact, although there are teenagers in it, there are, there are, there's ancient badness. Right. So quite a bit of jeopardy then. Quite a bit. Good. Okay. So this is from the beginning of chapter three. And each of the chapters begins with um, a diary entry of Margaret Ravenswood, who's a vicar's daughter. The 16th of April, 1846. They have many names for themselves. Sometimes they are the storm, sometimes the deep. When the wild lord rides, they are the wild mark. And then that, only later do you discover what it is. Um, So I'm going to go on to slightly later in chapter three, which is back in the present day with... um, point of view protagonist is called Tom and he's at his boarding school at the moment and this is overnight he wants to escape the next day he came to a place where the scrubby path curved and passed round the bend stretching a hand out to lop off the top of a tall grass and letting the feathery part idly fall to the ground In the middle of the path, draped in a long cloak, someone was standing, facing away from him. Tom halted. Could it be one of the masters out for a night stroll? Hardly likely. It might be the farmer, or it might be a would-be burglar casing the school. But that cloak. No farmer or burglar would wear a cloak. The figure was tall and unusually slender. 
Tom would have to pass by it to carry on. Either that, or he'd have to scramble through the hedge on his right and make his way through the field. Cloak swirling, the figure turned. In the moonlight, Tom could make out every individual feature on his face. The man's hair was carefully held back in a ponytail. Though he was smiling, it was not with warmth. He had a tattoo on his cheek in startling scarlet of a long-tailed, tufty-eared creature that might have been a leopard. As the man stepped nearer to Tom and bowed in a courtly, slightly mocking way, the tattoo seemed to dance. We have known you were here, he said. His accent was hard to place. The man stretched forwards as if to grasp him by the throat, but stopped, his fingers a few inches away from Tom's skin. Stay here, Thomas James Swinton. Stay here and do not wake the past. He bowed again and then stood up straight, ears pricked, as if he could sense something on the wind. His nostrils curved. And the leopard tattoo, or was it Tom's imagination, stretched and flexed its forelegs. When he bared his lips now, his teeth were sharp, and Tom had the powerful sense that he was in the presence of a wild beast. Who are you? How did you know I was here? How how did you know my name? He stumbled over the words. He felt at once as if he wanted to flee, and that he wanted to stay with this person forever. Too many questions. It happened quickly. There was a flash of bronze metal. The man snarled and slashed at Tom, leaving a long, bright red mark on his forearm. Terrified, Tom sprang backwards, the pain sudden and sharp, the blood welling through his fingers as he clutched at the wound. A breeze from the sea rustled the crops, and a drop of blood fell and stained his trainers. Growling, his attacker sprang away into the darkness. Thank you, Susie. That sounds absolutely gripping. Just to remind you, it's, it's Wild Lord by Philip Womack. It's really good. Well, Tim, our guests in July have confirmed it's going to be Sue Wolman and Catherine Evans, who we've had both separately before. Fantastic. Um, and to remind you all that you can find us all in the, all the usual podcast places and we love hearing your comments and recommendations. So thank you very much, Susie. Thanks, Tim. I know you're dashing off. See you soon. Petersfield, let's build a band. A beat from Dragon Street and a snare from the square. A bass from Penn's Place, a gliss from Liss and a fill from Bell Hill. Ooh, some vocals from us locals and the Dave Gilmore of Tilmore. Only Petersfield's Shine Radio plays original music from local musicians. The Local Showcase with Mandy P is sponsored by Brickyard Studios, Petersfield's professional recording studio, rehearsal space and PA hire. The Local Showcase, Thursday nights at 9 and always online at shineradio.uk.